Eat shit and die, Ricky. Eat shit and live, Bill. People's eyes are gonna pop out of their damn skulls when they see this. Listen, you little bitch. You hang up on me again, I'll gut you like a fish. Finger licking good. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Tim Trashmouth Mills, and today's episode features the one and only Jamie Hanks, vocalist of the bands Sacrificer and I Declare War. Now, before we dive into this week's episode, I just want to say a quick belated Happy Halloween to everyone. I hope you enjoyed the holiday. The wife and I took our son out trick-or-treating and had a blast, so we hope you all did as well. Now, of course, don't forget to go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and X for all updates on the podcast. Also, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by sharing it around or rating and subscribing wherever you're listening. Or if you would like to sign up for the Patreon, it's only $2 a month. The link for that is in the description. Thank you guys again so much for listening. And with all that being said, let's get into this week's episode. Before we dive into the horror stuff, the only question I have for you outside of the horror stuff is, do you have anything that you'd like to promote as far as, you know, I Declare War or Sacrificer or maybe any other projects? Sacrificer has a couple shows coming up next week. I don't know when this is going to come out. This will be the week, uh, first week of November. Sorry, I should have gave you a heads up on that. No sweat. We're going to be putting out an EP for that soon. Oh, and then sacrifice, uh, and then I declare war. We're like, we're in the writing process. So I guess we should probably say something about that. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome to hear for sure. Yeah. And then uh, you also do some uh, cover videos with some of your buddies, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, do you want to promote yeah. that a little bit? You know, let people know where they can check those out. Uh, yeah, uh, my buddy Garrett and Blaine, they're from a band called Bystanders. Are we recording right now? Am I? Yeah, it starts recording immediately, and then I'll just edit all that, like, small talk okay. out of the beginning. Yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm trying to do one a month with, uh, some buddies of mine, Garrett and Blaine, from this band called Bystanders. They're, they're a Portland band, as well as, you know, I'm, I'm based out of Portland, so yeah. it works out perfect. My whole band is, uh, basically all over the West Coast, oh, so, yeah. like, playing shows and like touring and stuff like that is really really hard unless we're like really committed to it so having like someone that i can just mess around with and do covers and stuff like that it just seems fun we're gonna try to do one a month so hell yeah plan. No, i know exactly what you mean it was uh that was one thing i started to realize as uh doing this podcast is how many bands are spread out you know especially bands that have been around you know for a hot minute and stuff you know they start to you know one you know they start to in the one same spot and then they just you know slowly one moves and then another one moves and then Ah, uh, stuff like that. So yeah, it's once you get a little older, life kind of starts to change and stuff like that. It just it, you you slow down naturally, and we're slowing down naturally. We're not stopping, but we're slowing down, and we yeah. all got like big boy jobs now. Yeah, that's another thing is you get like job opportunities, or maybe even you know spouses get job opportunities. So it's like you yeah. sometimes just have to uh, do it for the better life. But you know, yep. never leave the stuff behind. And you can still just come back, like you said. You uh, just got to make it work when the time's right. So. But hell yeah, I'm excited to hear that you guys are writing for sure. That's really awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I'm stoked for the EP from Sacrificer as well. But I mean, the Sacrificer EP stuff is like, I think it's some of the most angry shit I've ever written or we've ever written. I It's tough. It's like, it's fast. It's aggressive. So I think it's, I think people are going to be really, really excited about it when they, when they see it. Oh yeah. No, definitely keep it out for, for sure and share it around, you know, when it comes out and everything. But uh you know, very much we can uh that's my only question before we segue into the horror stuff. And my first question with that is just uh what was your relationship with horror movies growing up and did it change at all as you got older and became an uh an adult? As a kid, I was not I wasn't a huge horror fan. It's kind of funny. I I was 
honestly not like not into it at all. I, it scared the hell out of me. Like I, I, I had a very active imagination and I think that it kind of wrecked me when I was younger. I kind of, I slowly found little ways to creep into it. I'm going to start throwing tapes at you here. I, uh, I noticed that you are a, a, a Joe Bob fan. I, uh, I remember watching a lot of wrestling when I was a kid and I was a WCW kid. Yeah. And yeah. So TNT had, uh, what was it? His his original show, uh, Monster Madness or whatever. Monster Vision, yeah. Monster Vision, Monster Vision, and he had uh, he had uh, people under the stairs. I don't know if you can see it or not, but it uh, showed up when you first pulled it out. It showed it, and then it kind of blurred it. But nah, that's awesome. Oh, there it goes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love that cover too. Now. The with yeah. the skull and the above the house. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I saw that and was like, this isn't actually all that scary, and uh, it was fun. So I kind of like creeped my way into some stuff and like leprechaun was on tv at one point so i watched leprechaun and then i mostly just stuck to like you know wrestling and like uh, action movies and stuff like that as i got a little uh as i got a little older i kind of let stuff kind of creep in a little bit and um i had a buddy when i was maybe a sophomore or a junior in high school no, no, I was I was probably a freshman. He he stayed with me for a couple of weeks because he was having some issues with his family, and we'd smoke weed, and he would always find movies that he wanted to watch, and um, he showed me uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, and uh, yeah, and that was kind of like you know I I'd, I'd grown a little bit. That was kind of my gateway to uh, you know getting into like real horror i mean i I'm, i've always been like a huge rob zombie fan so oh yeah you know, yeah so i i found out about that and that was kind of like the jumping off point that that and um halloween so oh, yeah. yeah so i got those two those two kind of like started me out it was just like go from there and basically from like about my freshman year on, I was obsessed. Like anything that I could find, I just like, I, I watched it all. You know, yeah. I watched like the the gore stuff was super fun because it, it wasn't, it's not scary. It's just like gnarly. Yeah. And that's, that's fun. That's kind of like leads into what I liked as a kid. Just like, you know, wrestling and action movies. It's basically the same thing. You know, it's, it's, it's glorified action movies. And then like more of the creepy stuff, like, Dude, I remember watching uh, The Ring when I like just started getting into horror. It almost turned me off to yeah. horror for a while because that movie scared the shit out of me when I was, you know, a freshman in high school. I mean, that, yeah. that, that movie still holds up. It's still, I, I think it's still really scary. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. It's still like a close to perfect film for sure. Even and it's one of the best remakes too. I think a lot of people just forget it's a remake because it was so yeah. good. And um, stuff like that. But no, nah, uh, I'm with you. House Without the Corpses is one that kind of helped me turn my sc- being scared into a love for horror. You know, I was uh, yeah. I was scared as a kid, too. And it's funny that two of the ones you mentioned, I have a little story with as well. You know, my mom meant, uh, told me that one of the scariest movies she saw was people under the sca- uh, under the stairs. So like I refused yeah. to watch that till I was older just because of that reason. And then one of my stepbrothers had showed me a leprechaun and I, the scene where he bites the guy's finger off. Uh, yeah, and that shit scarred me, so I would never watch Leprechaun until I was older either. Oh, so those two <laughs> fucked with me too at a young age. But yeah. but now I'm with you. Um, and those like it's kind of like having the imagination, you know, like the kids that get scared are the ones that are like 
like I ran out of the room one time saying that my Power Ranger looked at me and, you know, uh, said something or, you know, and it was just all in my head or whatever. But it's, you know, like you said, it's the overactive imagination that once you go to bed, you can't stop thinking of that shit. It's not like you just turn it off. But right. Exactly. But uh, you do have a killer collection of tapes. Uh, did you start collecting back in high school or is that kind of a recent thing or? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I'm, I mean, I've had I've had some of these tapes since high school, even, you know, a couple of them I've had like as a I didn't. I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared of like all scary, you know, movies when I was a kid. I had like shit oh, like yeah. this, kid, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Stuff like, uh, you know, Invaders from Mars and shit. Yeah, that was. You know, those are like, those are like kid horror. You know, like uh, even uh, Idle Idle Hands was fucking <laughs> like. It's just a great, you know, great horror. So I've had those since I was, you know, either in high school or before high school, but. Uh, I started working at a uh, thrift shop. It's like a donation center. I was I was out in the box working like the donation part of it, and uh, I kind of got to see all the stuff that came in before it went to the to the store. So I I would hold a lot of stuff, and a lot of it was tapes and stuff like that, and other oh, like yeah. cool shirts. But yeah, the tapes was a big one. So some of these tapes are from you know right as I got out of high school and. I'm 35 now, so I've been collecting for quite a while now. Yeah. I mostly stick to, to VHS, but I do have a little bit of DVDs too. I just like the grittiness of a uh, of a VHS, and I also when I cook, I have a small TV in my kitchen in my kitchen, so I can just stop and start when the you know when I'm done cooking. Oh yeah, just pick yeah. up on whatever you like. Watch a movie a week almost like like 30 minutes while yeah. you're cooking. Oh yeah, it's a it's about a week. Yeah, about, you know, it's nice. I'm. I think I'm going to throw the thing on oh, today yeah. after after this, and that's going to be what I'm going to cook too. Now I don't know if you mentioned the first uh, of the gateway horror movies that you picked up, uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. Like I don't know if you actually said the title, but when you showed it to me, that well, uh, is definitely one of my favorites. I watch it every. You know, we're recording this in October. It will drop first yeah. week of November, but it's one I watch every October for sure. Trantors, fucking awesome. Plus the Kyoto Brothers did it, who did Killer Clowns and yeah, uh, all that and stuff. So. But, yeah, that there's a couple there's a couple of the of the clowns that are in there that are in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, now, it's crazy. Now, I actually learned a new fact uh, myself about that as well. Uh, Bart Mixon, who did the Pennywise uh, for the 1990 film, uh, he helped the Kyoto Brothers on that. And I had him on the show and he was telling me that uh, in the intro, when it's showing like Ernest doing the like like scared faces during the credits, that some of the hands that you see grab them are reused from uh, the It miniseries. Yeah. So they reuse like all that stuff. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Like yeah, it's the I, werewolf hands from the It miniseries and like uh, a pair of the claw hands and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Jim Varney's like, in my opinion, he's like the original split, you know, like that, that, that movie wouldn't, it, it wouldn't exist. Yeah. All the that entire series wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Varney doing his, his characters. Dude's yeah. a genius. No, I love those movies. This, uh, like I said, I'd try to watch uh that one every october but i've been trying to watch a few more of them because now i have like a three-year-old and stuff so it's like you know why not get back into slam dunk earnest and shit like that so yeah 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 i, I have three or four of them i i love those movies oh yeah no i think <laughs> uh my top three is those two and then Ernest goes to camp are the ones i definitely go to the most but, but yeah oh yeah uh you mentioned you know the thing in house of a thousand corpses uh well, halloween and house of a thousand corpses being two that really got you into horror would you say those are your favorites or do you have some other favorites you want to shout out as well or um if i had to pick like a single like favorite horror movie i would probably have to go either like just purely like favorite i'd have to go either halloween or the shining 
Fuck yeah. Definitely classic. Yeah. It's it's just I know that Stephen King didn't particularly like the uh the the the, the movie version of it, but I'm I'm such a huge Kubrick fan. And I I know it's totally different than the book, and I have read the book and I truly love the book, but like it's a perfect horror movie. Yeah. It sits, it sits right where it needs to sit. Like throughout the entire movie, it builds so well. And by the end, you're like on the edge of your seat. Kind of I think that it's like it's really like uh created like a gateway for well, I mean, a gateway for like so many directors to put out stuff that kind of builds the same way. But like, I mean, you look at some of the new directors that are putting out stuff that's like you know, slow burn, slow burn, slow burn, and then like go right yeah. right at about the, you know, the 60, 75 minute mark. And it that last 15 to 20 minutes is just like you're on the absolute edge of your seat. Actually, this is a good example of it right here is hereditary. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that or not. No, it's sick that you have that on a VHS. That's like in my top yeah. two horror films. I know it's new, but I'm like, fuck a recency bias. It's top two for me. It's it's a perfect movie. It's I think it's in my opinion, I'd I'd have to I personally have to say it's the scariest movie I've ever seen. It's it's like the only movie outside of maybe Paranormal Activity that I saw as an adult where it like I had a tough time sleep sleeping for a little while. Yeah, because uh, the realness of Paranormal Activity really will yeah sit with you sometimes. Dude, par- Paranormal Activity fucked me up because uh, so my wife she she sleepwalks and she sleep talks <laughs> and and we watched that goddamn movie. And within maybe an hour or two, we were in bed. It was, you know, whatever. We went to bed and I wake up at like three in the morning with her down by my fucking feet. And she's playing with my feet and she's saying, I got to get the bugs. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, yo, dude, what's like, what, what's going on? And she just like, she just like kind of looked at me and then went back to bed. I, I didn't sleep for two days. Yeah, I would have been like, "You stay here, get the bugs. I'll be on the couch." Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, that was that fucked me up. She, I don't remember the last time she like, you know, interacted with me when she was sleepwalking. So it was just like perfect timing. Yeah, man, it like it wrecked me. That that messed me up. Damn, no, that would have done the same to me. I wouldn't have probably watched the sequel after that one. I'd have been like, nah, because nah. it might trigger something in her sleep again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, that's that's wild as shit. But no, and that's a. Uh, like you said, I definitely can agree. I never thought about it like that, actually, until you said it, though, that The Shining is the first one, you know, because you have slow burns like Rosemary's Baby and Psycho, but it's like yeah. small things that happen that keep you knowing it's a horror movie where like The Shining, it's like there's small things that happen. But once it really sets, it's pretty much like um, especially from like the moment, uh, like pretty much once Dick Halloran starts getting called back or yeah, starts getting called back to the uh, to the hotel is like really when it starts to like kick off, you know, and then, yeah, then she really finds yeah, and then she find. I guess the her finding the typewriter is like the the final straw or whatever. But after that, it's just nonstop. Like he's trying to kill him for like twenty minutes straight and this and that. Yeah. So no, and then you just got nothing but visuals. Like the you get the blood elevator relatively early, but they like returned a lot of that stuff as well. So. Yeah, that, that I I remember seeing that pretty like that was one of the early horror movies I saw, and that wrecked me too. I mean, it was like you know looking back on it, it's it's even for that time period pretty convincing blood too like a lot of the time like especially like campier stuff the blood was like either a little brighter or like a little darker that's pretty good looking blood that looks it, it's it's scary looking kubrick yeah. knew what he was doing there. 
Yeah. No, it's one of those movies that uh, I was. I just went to the uh, a theater this past weekend for like a Splatter Flicks film festival where they just show like horror movies the whole weekend. I only ended up seeing like three. I saw The Fly, Demons Two, and um, uh, Friday Thirteenth on Friday the Thirteenth. But they were showing oh, nice. uh, The Thing as well as The Shining and stuff. We just came back a little earlier, uh, and I'd seen those movies re- kind of recently in the theater. So, but my buddy was talking about going to see those uh, while he was there, and we were. Uh, talking about pretty much how those movies make you feel cold just watching them it's like so it's like you can almost feel like you can see your breath even if the theater's 75 degrees you know what i mean just because it's uh, and it does the same thing with like the the blood and stuff uh like i feel like it lends in so when they show like blood in those films it almost makes it feel like uh like when it's darker and stuff like that you immediately just uh like put it to it being cold you know what i mean and stuff like that doesn't need to be the bright red shit so but not right those things out but oh yeah any other ones that you want to mention as favorites and they could be even some uh like recent ones that you just really enjoy, they don't have to be necessarily like favorites of all time. I mean, like, so if I had to go like even by category, you know, all time thriller seven, I it's oh, yeah. it's perfect, you know, sci fi event horizon. Oh, yeah, you know? good choice. I mean, it's fucking amazing, you know. The thing is also another, you know, it's another just like perfect sci fi, you know, I don't know, old like classic. If I'm looking for a classic. Oh yeah, no I go Dracula. Yeah. yeah, I've been watching uh, a lot of Universal myself. I, I show my little three year old creature from the Black Lagoon, and ever since then he's been sleeping in our bed. But <laughs> he yeah. likes it now. But it, yeah. it shifted our uh, sleep schedule for sure. But yeah, um, I tell you what, though, man, the best one of the better ones that I've seen recently that's that's new. That new Terrifier was awesome. It was yeah. so fun. It was so fun, and that is that movie is brutal. That's a yeah. Some of those kills were like well thought out, like gnarly, gnarly kills. Yeah, he said that they got shut down. Like, of course, the like five minute bedroom scene, uh, Allie, I think or the character's name is that gets killed. Yeah. Uh, I guess that got shut down right before COVID. And instead of just like sitting on it and letting it be what it was going to be, he just worked on that the entire time. He's <laughs> like, yeah. that was the only scene that grew during uh, like them having to be like, uh, you know, uh, not filming and, you know, pretty much just quarantined or whatever. So. Yeah. Uh, and it paid off for sure. That shit's wild. It's going back to the theaters on November 1st. I don't know if you saw, but they're going to be uh, uh, showing a t- uh, trailer for Terrifier 3, or at least a teaser. And then oh, like no. the first 100 guests also get a poster for Terrifier 3. So That's cool. cool. I was lucky enough. I, I did actually get to see it in theaters, which was yeah. it was amazing in theaters. But I've, I've watched it again since on uh, I think it was Prime or wherever it's at. Yeah, yeah it's on Prime now. Um, I ended up... Uh, the first time I watched it out, I, I won't lie, I did bootleg it just because I couldn't make it to the theaters and it was after that. But then I ended up uh, getting Screenbox as well as I bought the Blu-ray. So I gave them enough of my money back after bootlegging it to make up for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so the Blu-ray's up there somewhere. I got too much shit in front of my Blu-rays because it's like my shelf to hold my collectibles as well as Blu-rays. So it's a little annoying when I go to pick one out to watch, but uh, sure. stuff like that. But oh, yeah, you got to. But uh any other ones you want to shout out before I go to the last few questions? I don't know, man. I mean, I got, you know, just, just the goods. It's like, you know, I got, uh, what is it? Texas Chainsaw 2 here, Science of the Lambs, Halloween, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. That I mean, those Fuck are just yeah. like some of my faves, you know. I I just I just like horror, you know. I even like stuff like Sallow. Like, I know it's <laughs> not like, it's not like it's different, but like, I, I just, you know. If it's yeah. if it's creative and it's got like a different a different viewpoint, I, I really dig it. And then I also just like campy trash horror. You know, I, I I wake up in the morning and I watch Joe Bob. 
you know, that's my like, that's like my morning cup of coffee. And then I go to bed and I watch black and white horror. I just, I love horror movies, you know? Oh yeah. Now you mentioned my two top two favorite sequels. That's Sex of Chainsaw 2 and Halloween 3. So I'm right there with you on those two, but yeah. No, no, we just did a extreme top five extreme horror movies episode and we shot out. Uh, we all shouted out Salo, but I don't think it wasn't in any of our tops, but that's, I just can't do poop and there's too much poop in that movie. Salo's <laughs> Salo's a rough one. It's, it's pretty brutal. I, I, I think as far as just like pure, like just a, like gnarly, it's, it's pretty up there for me. I'd yeah. say like, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, Human Centipede 2 is like, probably my number one for like gnarly but oh, yeah. i'd go yeah i'd go human centipede 2 maybe august what is that august underground august oh uh, yeah august under, uh, underground is pretty gnarly sallow or like the ones that i can think of just off the top of my head <laughs> yeah hell yeah no uh human centipede 2 is on uh, my top five as well i think i ended up throwing because i tried to throw in ones that were like extreme to me but then also throwing ones that i kept finding on lists and stuff so i think my number one i put is audition even though i don't really see that as extreme except for when she throws up in the bowl but uh, uh, yeah. and then like imprint and stuff was up there for me. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yep. Now and then Sallow, of course, we talked about that Serbian film is like that one kind of sits up there with uh, Sallow. It's like what you can handle depends on how much you like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I dude, to be totally honest, I was kind of underwhelmed by Serbian film. I know it's like I know there's some spots in it that are pretty gnarly, but like even like the end scene, I was like kind of expecting a little bit more out of it. I yeah. know that's a crazy thing to say, but. You know, maybe it was just there. I got I got a dubbed version or something like that, or I don't know what it was, but I was I don't know. It's fine. For yeah. Me. And sometimes yeah. like uh, like we talked about earlier, like having a you know big imagination when sometimes when you hear what's going to happen in a movie, like it makes you like, <laughs> yeah, it makes you like think it's going to be so much worse than when you see it like uh a way dumbed down version of that growing up i was scared to watch pulp fiction because i didn't want to see ving rames get raped i was like i don't want to see that and i was like it's gonna be so gross and i was like you know it's just gonna be rough like uh i hated watching the scene in american history x when that came on i was like you know but i'd already seen it so it was like whatever and i was like i don't want to see that happen to Ving Rhames. so i was like uh i won't watch it so i didn't watch pulp fiction until i was an adult you know even though i grew up in the 90s and stuff and uh so I didn't watch it until like my mid twenties. I'm 31 now and stuff, but and I love the movie. I love Quentin Tarantino. He's one of my favorites. But it just I put it off as a kid because of that, and then finally it just so it like went on the wasteland for me. But and so uh, but it's one of those things. It's like your imagination sees this graphic thing, and then you see it in the movie, you're like, oh fuck it, you barely even see like anything. You know, it's like nothing's like that's tame as shit. So yeah, exactly. which is a little difference watching you know that and then babies. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Your mind <laughs> thinks it's gonna be so much worse. So yeah. Martyrs fucked me up though. That I think that if if I had to pick like like gnarly, like I'd I'd say martyrs up there for me over, you know, yeah. even honestly, even over Serbian film. I I know that's an absolutely crazy thing to say, but like that movie fucked me up. Now I can see it because Serbian film is in spurts for martyrs. It's like that last 30 minutes. It's just so rough for 30 straight yeah. minutes. It's just it's hard. Yeah. yeah, it's like once you hit a certain part of martyrs, it's just uncomfortable for a long time. <laughs> but... Yeah. And there's like no human, like even in Human Centipede too. It's like he'll do some goofy shit, and you can kind of giggle at right. it. But it's like, there's yeah. nothing like that. And Martyrs yeah. just her getting beaten shit, and, and yeah, yeah it's, it's wild. But uh, but no, pretty much in the back third of the show, I, I like to ask just a few hypothetical questions before jumping into the one I told you about with the horror story. And the uh, hypothetical ones are just quick ones, and feel free to take your time thinking on them. Uh, I'll just edit it down and stuff. But uh, first one being, would you ever be interested in scoring a horror movie? I know you do vocals and stuff, but you know you could team up with some guys. And uh, if so, what kind of subgenre would you want to do? You know, would you want to do a slasher, zombie flick, supernatural, or 
be cool. I mean, I don't really think that I have the skills for that sort of thing. I, I'm I'm a bit of a caveman. Like I I don't, you know, I fart into a microphone. I'm good at that. I'm not really, I'm not overly good at anything else. But if if I did, I yeah, it would probably be like, I would imagine it would probably be be like a zombie movie or something like something something where it's like a little bit more up upbeat, like it's paced yeah. to where you could probably play stuff a little bit faster and heavier and stuff like that. It'd make more sense than, you know, paranormal activity or something like that or hereditary yeah. where it's very like grim and like melodramatic throughout the whole thing. You know what I mean? It would be sick though if like right as hereditary cut, it was just like a heavy ass song about the movie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. instead of being like a rap like they used to do with like Monster Squad and stuff, it's just yeah. heavy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. You ever see that movie? Uh it's what's that guy's name? Lars Van Trier. He did a he did a two part called nymphomaniac yeah dude fucking amazing movie the name kind of like i think it kind of like ruins it for a lot of people they don't really want to watch it because it may be the taboo involved in it but how it how it opens part two with uh nymphomania that rammstein song yeah. it's just so aggressive you know I, that's kind of cool it's kind of the same way you got this like beautiful art house piece and then a gnarly Rammstein song comes in to start start the whole movie out. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's another dude though. Lars Van Trier. He put out uh, the house that Jack built. I yeah. would put that that up there. As, that's one of the more like unsettling movies I think I've ever seen. It, it's just the way it was put together and and how it, how uncomfortable he made Jack. Whew, man, that rocked me. That was a good one. Yeah, you feel fear for every person that like is coming across them every single time. You're like, oh god damn it, this person's next. So yeah. Now yeah. that scene where he's like up there with a sniper rifle is like it's 15 minutes of just like, oh god damn it, I don't want to see what he's about to do. Cause like you know yeah. it's coming, so it's yeah. And the agree. duck. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Yeah. Now pretty much kicks into gear early when he starts beating her with a fucking uh tire thing or whatever. So yeah. And the whole like built like the Jack the house that Jack builds, you know, like the, the bodies is awesome. I did not expect that towards the end. I was like, oh shit, I yeah. didn't think it was gonna go that way, but yeah, yeah, it's cool. But hell yeah. No, and then uh, also reminds me of uh, the heavy music and something like that. Also reminds me of uh, I don't know if you saw Funny Games, where it's uh, it's like the uh, the family that goes that it's like a mother, son, and dad just go out to like a lake house, and they end up come, these two boys come over and they like start torturing them and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's on my that's on my queue. I don't, I haven't seen it yet. They're they're kind of like it's they're like they almost look like super pale. Yeah, they they're pretty like much like golf, blonde, like wearing like golf clothes and stuff. They have like Swedish blonde kid hair, kind of. Yeah, and the um, yeah. there's a French one and then a U.S. version. A lot of people say watch the French one. I actually prefer the U.S. version because it's Naomi Watts and Tim Roth, so the cast is fucking killer. And Michael cool. Michael Pitt plays one of the kids, and he's also awesome, uh, awesome actor. And then it's the same director doing a shot for shot movie, just in English. So at least it's the same director, and the vision isn't lost anywhere. It's the same exact movie. Yeah. So it's like people are like, watch the original. It's like it's the same directors. You know, he's still getting money. Yeah. <laughs> I I hate that. That drives me nuts when people shit on like a remake, especially when it's good remake. Dude, yeah. like let the right one in. That remake let me in. That was fucking great. And it was all it was like pretty close. Yeah. They didn't like they didn't like fuck anything up. You know, uh Ring is another fine example of that, you know. Yeah. I, I think you can do an American or like a, a foreign to American remake or vice versa. And they're, they're great. It's just, you get these fucking dorks that like, 
they want to shit on something because it's not like subtitled or you know this or that. Yeah. Like personally, I'm waiting for. I still haven't watched Parasite because I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for a dub because I don't want to. I don't want to read the movie the entire time. I, I heard it's such a good movie that I want to like. I can get past like kind of a goofy, like a goofy accent. Yeah. In order to like embrace like the mannerisms that their faces are making and like what's going on on the screen, you know? Yeah. Now I love Parasite uh, to be honest, but I I would watch a remake if it was by the right people in a heartbeat. That's the same thing with uh, one of my favorites I saw recently was Train to Busan that jumped in my, into my top 10 horror films. And um, yeah. like, it's probably number 10, but it jumped up there and it's uh, yeah. that was being remade by Timo. Uh, I, I'll butcher his last name, but the guy that did made the devil take you and the night comes for us. And I was like, that's the right guy to make this movie uh you know in an american language because he's still i think he's still from korea if i'm not mistaken timo is so it's still like somebody that understands you know the vision and you know everything that was being said and trying to like like he could watch the movie and actually get everything that uh might be lost in translation to somebody that just watches it with subtitles or dubs you know so it's like uh it was being done by the right person but uh from what i've heard from a buddy of his that's also direct said the studio has been like straight dick and i'm like the movie's um, not like done and just sitting there like they don't want to do anything with it so it's like weird, weird but i don't know man it seems like there's always like agenda involved in a lot of that stuff like maybe they're just waiting for the right time to to drop it or something like that like a know. remake I, craze to happen again or something like that yeah yeah Busan was fucking amazing though i that was that was actually a Joe Bob a Joe Bob watch for me, and I I loved that movie. I would have I probably wouldn't wouldn't have given it a shot unless it was on the yeah. drive-in. But man, I'm glad I did. It was that was fun. No, the drive-in does that for me a lot for sure. Like One Cut of the Dead was one I liked a lot of. You know, it's kind of not similar in the way, but just zombie film and stuff. That was one I wouldn't have watched. It wasn't for that, and uh, a couple old ones. You know, they're just goofy. Like uh, I never would have watched Freak Maker if it wasn't for fucking Joe Bob. Yeah. So yeah. something like that. But but yeah. oh yeah. But uh, and then uh, my second and last of the two hypothetical questions I like to ask pretty much is just if uh, you were approaching somebody wanted to make a music video for you guys, uh, you know, and budget wasn't the issue, but they wanted you to remake one of your favorite horror movies just featuring you and the guys in the band, you know, shortened into a music video. What movie would you choose? And, you know, how would you do it into a music video? Uh, shoot. Uh, so we did kind of like a creep show sort of a spinoff a little while back. That was a ton of fun oh, yeah. um, for the song called Blurred Vision. It's like it was like goofy and and like kind of campy. Um, that was that was really fun. But uh, if I had to like remake, like kind of like a like a, a different one, man, I, I would probably go maybe a little darker. You know, I'd probably I'd probably have something a little bit creepier in there. But uh, it'd have to be like it would basically have to like be like paced out to where you would understand what's going on. And a lot of those like darker scary movies are a little slower and i don't know maybe uh i mean a house of thousand corpses would be a lot of fun devil's devil's rejects would be would be cool you know that oh, style yeah. where it's like shoot them up and stuff like that and then you have a chase scene at the end that'd be cool you know oh yeah have it kind yeah. of end, end with the shootout with y'all like perishing of course yeah i say that in quotes because you know three from hell yeah. came along but... yeah what'd you think of it I actually didn't hate three from hell. I don't uh, returning to it. It like loses a little bit. Uh, the first time I watched it though, I wasn't just, I, I guess I kind of went in with the preamble knowing that they didn't get to do what they wanted to with, you know, Sid's health and stuff. Um, yeah. So I kind of already had that in mind. Like this isn't going to be exactly the vision he was hoping for. Um, but uh, I wasn't, I didn't hate it. Like I know some people think it's just a horrible movie. I think it's a fine movie. It's just almost unnecessary. I wish they would have just left it at devil's rejects, but. 
I wish they, I wish they either left it, yeah. either left it or, you know, made, made it like a year or two after Devil's Rejects. But he, he was just, I'm sure he just had so many, so many projects and stuff thrown at him at the time. That was like right around when uh, Halloween, the Halloween series came out or the two part came out. And yeah. I'm sure that, that made it kind of tough for him to, you know, take his vision and his indie, you know, mind and, and, you know, run with it. So yeah, I, I, I get it, but it was, it was a little underwhelmed. Yeah. And his other movies kind of flopped through uh, Lords of Salem and 31. So I could see where he was probably like, all right, if I return to my characters, everybody loves this is yeah. how I get them back in the seats. So yeah, 31, 31 was fine. It was, you know, the final girl was, it was fine, yeah. but I love Lords of Salem. I, I know that some people kind of dogged on that one, but man, I love that movie. I still, I can still go back to that you know some of this some of those scenes in that movie and they're still pretty like pretty frightening you know they're not like you're cla- they're not like jump scare they're like classically scary you know like that uh that scene with the uh person up in the the demon up in the in the little little corner and shit yeah that shit's that will never not be scary to me i, I dug that movie a lot no definitely it's creepy like right off the bat like the they just show like you know the shit back in the day during the Salem witch trials, but then it fast forwards to uh, in the future when she's just like laying in bed or whatever. Of course, it's like butt out because he likes to show his wife's butt and stuff. But yeah. uh, then she walks out to check the get the paper, and it's like just the like silhouette standing in the uh, doorway, and she's like, "Are you new the you the new tenant?" And like backs in, it's like immediately creepy, and it uh, plays really well. I'm with you. It, I think that that's one that had the opposite effect. I saw it in the theaters and was like, oh, I could take it or leave it." And I watched it later and I was like, I realized that going into the theater, I was just hoping for another, you know, Rob Zombie flick. And when it turned into something more like slow burning and a little bit more like paced out, I, uh, I just wasn't expecting it. So, but on returning it, it's turned on probably my favorite after um, Devil's Rejects and uh, House of a Thousand. Like, it's probably my top three is those two and then Lords of Salem. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, 100%. Hell yeah. Now I'm, and I'll probably return to it uh, soon because it keeps showing up on. I think it's on Peacock or something. It, it's on one of the ones I always go to, so I keep yeah. seeing it. And I'm like, oh, oh actually, it's on Shutter. Is what it is. That's right. They put it on Shutter. So yeah. Probably watch it up there. But yeah. So pretty much my last question, I like to ask all my guests. You know, uh, is the do you have a horror story of your own? You know, it could be something that was scary shit that happened to you in your personal life or paranormal story if you're a believer in that type of stuff as well. The one that I can think of that comes to my head that I actually it it kind of fucked with me for a long time was. Um, when I was like maybe sixth or seventh grade, uh, we lived in this house, uh, my the house that like my grandma owned, who grew up kind of poor, and uh, like everything was a hand me down. Like, yeah, I got I got hand me down clothes, hand me down furniture, I got a hand me down bed, and uh, so the bed that I got was a originally it was given to my mother by my stepdad's he's my dad i call him my dad but my my dad's grandmother who owned a she owned a hospice in oregon city right right outside of town from where where we live and the dude who owned the bed before us looking back on it it's fucking gross that we took this bed because it's i mean we got it from like literally like a hospice but you know i was you know i was i was a child i didn't know any better but so she, my mom got the bed from the hospice and it was this dude who was a train conductor 
And we got to bed and within, you know, a few nights, my mom was having these like really, really gnarly dreams about like train accidents. And she didn't know that the dude was a train conductor. She didn't like, she didn't have any idea yeah. that, that he, you know, that he had anything to do with trains or anything like that. But she was having these like ultra, ultra graphic dreams about, about trains and stuff. And um, she didn't really think about it. She ended up getting the opportunity to get a different bed. So she handed me down the, the bed within, you know, a few months or something like that. And I was like, cool. It's like a big boy bed, you know, like I, I'd had like a twin size bed or whatever, you know, cause I was a kid yeah. for my entire life. And this was like a queen. So it was like a, the fucking, this is a goddamn totally, this is an upgrade for me, you know, yeah. it's cool, you know? So I, I took the bed and within, yeah, within sure enough, within like, a week or so I'm having these like gnarly graphic dreams about train accidents. And if I'm, I'm like waking up to what feels like my bed is shaking, you know? And it's like, you know, I'm like rattling on this bed and I don't remember actually telling her about that until years later. And then when I did finally tell her that she went like white, to just like dead, dead pale, you know, cause she later on, she told me that she was having the same, the same dreams and stuff. And yeah. then we found out that the dude was, he was a, a train conductor. So dude, I don't know. I don't, I'm not like, not a big believer. I don't, I don't like have a lot of like faith or anything like that. Yeah. I, I don't particularly even believe in ghosts. But that shit rocked me. Like I, that it, I, I definitely, I had to rethink my, you know, my, my concept of of an afterlife after that and all that shit because, man, it was it was spooky, you know. Yeah, that was scared the shit out of me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, my I, mom's I, not gonna I, lie to you. Yeah, uh, I don't know. My mom is she's a bullshitter <laughs> like I am, but. Um, I mean, that's what she said. And I saw her face, you know, it's, she seemed pretty adamant about it. She seemed pretty serious when she, when she said it. So yeah, who knows, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it was, she was serious about it. I've, I've, I've asked her about it a few times since, and she's, she's always pretty serious about it. And I don't know, man, it, it, it definitely, it wrecked me pretty good. You're like, damn, mom, this whole time I thought you were trying to hook me up with a queen bed. It was just cause you were having nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, <laughs> She didn't hook me up. She dumped it on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She hears you in there going, uh, uh, choo choo. She's like, oh, yeah, is right. this fault now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's some wild shit. No, that would be, and it's such like a, you know, like a heavy, uh, like fast paced, like crash. You know what I mean? It would be, every night would be scary for sure. Surprised you it got was, sleep. It was, it was messed up. I, I probably, I mean, this was so long ago at this point. I, I probably didn't sleep very well, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Looking now, now looking back on it, I kind of wish that I could re- redo it because I, I I kind of enjoy some nightmares, you know. Yeah. Some nightmares that I would love to just like sit in for a second, and wake up all freaked out and shit. I think a train accident would be kind of cool. <laughs> just one yeah. night though, it's like not a reoccurring thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No shit. Then you wake up and your wife's shaking the shit out of the bed because <laughs> right. sleepwalking kicked in. It's like, oh. right. yeah. That that one. I. I think if I had to like pick a single experience that like 
messed messed me up for a, a while the most. That was that one's hard to to top because I mean we had literally just watched that movie and then you wake up with yeah what appears to be you know a ghost down at your feet. Yeah, that I was I I didn't sleep for a week. No. Yeah, because when you first wake up, you're kind of foggy anyways, so you're not going to realize immediately that your you know partner's not in bed, not not eat, and then uh, that as well as you're not going to realize that's not your partner that's touching your feet. You're just going to think, who the fuck's touching my feet? <laughs> like, yeah. And that's yeah. Wild. Especially after seeing that, like you said, that's going to you're probably already having a dream about that, or at least you know subconsciously thinking about it. So right, exactly. Oh yeah. But, did you have any other ones you wanted to share, or just a paranormal one? Uh, I don't know, man. I. I, I... I live a pretty boring life. Even, 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 uh, when we're on the road and stuff like that, it's, it's, it's pretty dull, you know, like we've had a, we had a couple experiences over in Europe where we stayed at like, you know, these like real, real backwoods kind of like hostily sort of situations that were just sketchy. But yeah. for the most part, it's, it's just, we're just out of our element. Yeah. You know, we're, and, and at least I'm like, kind of a paranoid person already so the you know the the hostile sort of situation starts kicking in pretty quick for me and i just <laughs> I, I get on edge so yeah oh yeah well now man i appreciate you for coming on the show and uh sharing and everything with me it was fun chatting with you for sure yeah man i, I had a blast and uh if you do want to do this again i would love to do it and as usual i just want to say thanks again for listening and make sure you check back next week as i'll be joined by the one and only Peter Carr of the hardcore bands Inclination and Two Witnesses. Now, don't forget to go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and X for all updates on the podcast. If you'd like to sign up for the Patreon, it's only $2 a month, and the link is in the description. Also, if you just share the podcast around or rate and subscribe if you're listening, that is appreciated a ton. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and stay safe.